Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I have taken a week off. I think I'm trying to work out in my mind. It is just, yeah, this is a week later than it should have been. And that is because here in the UK, we have had half term from school. And while most of the children in the UK aren't at school, luckily preschools are still open. And so my lovely children have been off for the week well last week which has meant I've not been able to record an episode because trust me when I say nobody wants to listen to a podcast episode with two toddlers running around uh doing goodness knows what in the background so they are firmly back at preschool now which is great which means I'm able to record for you guys so today's episode is going to be about the different stages of labor So what are they, what happens during those stages and how can hypnobirthing help with each stage? So let's start by talking about what these stages are and how they are determined. Traditionally, labour is split into three stages. Stage one is when your cervix is dilating from four centimetres to ten centimetres. Anything before this time is kind of deemed early labour or pre-labour. Stage two is when your cervix is fully dilated and baby is coming out, also called the pushing stage, which I hate for obvious reasons. Um, And stage three is the birthing of the placenta, often a stage which isn't considered much before birth. It's really important to note here that our body doesn't have a watch or a calendar. And so although each stage is typically given a kind of time frame, so for example, some hospitals, they may only let stage, and I say let in quotation marks, let stage two go for two hours before intervening. Um, And the reason I say it in quotation marks is because as I've discussed many times before on the podcast it isn't for anybody else to allow you to do anything Um, so these are just their guidelines that they follow and it you know in in some trusts it could be an hour in some it could be an hour and a half in some it could be two hours how long they kind of their guidelines say um, that you are able to kind of push for or be in stage two for at a home birth they might allow stage two to last longer so I was in stage two for three hours with my first daughter at home and um, so they're just guidelines and protocols which they follow and I do discuss all of those things on a hypnobirthing course and others should as well and I definitely agree and understand why they have to follow protocols But we also need to appreciate that not everybody's body behaves in the same way. And so expecting each stage to last for a certain amount of time in all women who give birth is just kind of ludicrous. So to check your progress during stage one, vaginal examinations are often used. And it is hospital protocol to check every four hours or to offer an examination every four hours. I've talked about this before as well, but it's really important that you know and that I really stress that vaginal examinations are optional. You do not have to have them every four hours. You don't even have to have them at all. There are other ways caregivers can gauge whether or not you are in labor and whether you know you are deemed to be in kind of stage one of labor or established labor. A vaginal examination is very invasive and it can be uncomfortable and only really tells you a moment in time. It doesn't tell you what has been happening and it doesn't tell you what is about to happen. So really, really think about whether you think it's something that will be useful for you to know. 
And if it is, that is absolutely okay. I had the odd vaginal examination during my labours. Um, I didn't have them regularly, but I had them occasionally just to kind of find out so I knew where I was. So during pre-labour or early labour, you might experience tightenings or very light surges, or contractions, which aren't regular or consistent. The best thing to do during this time is to try and go about your day as normal. Go for a nice walk if you can and stay active. Um, you really want to try if you can to carry on through your surges. And at this stage, kind of in the pre-labour stage, you shouldn't need to kind of stop to breathe through them. You should be able to just kind of carry on through them as normal. And that is usually a sign that you're still within that kind of pre-labour, early labour stage. Also really importantly, and I really do stress this on my course, Try and sleep at night as you normally would. Sometimes pre-labor can kind of be drawn out and it can be very start-stop. So if you're staying awake, you'll put yourself kind of on the back foot and end up being really tired for when labor actually starts. So if you are able to sleep, definitely do. I completely understand that it's a really exciting time, um, but trust me, your body will wake you up when it is time for your baby to be born. As far as I know, no one has had their baby while they've been asleep um, your body will wake you so you won't miss it stage one of labor is as already mentioned from four centimeters or roughly from the time you are kind of needing to stop and breathe through your surges this is the time when your cervix is dilating and opening up to make space for your baby to be born if you are at home during this time try and keep the environment as relaxing as possible so low lights calm music relaxation scripts anything that will release oxytocin as this is the main hormone that you need for birth and you need it to kind of help encourage birth along and um, to make it efficient if you're giving birth in hospital you can still create a relaxing environment just as you can at home so you can take battery candles you can dim the lights in the room you, you can listen to relaxing music or scripts on headphones during this stage, really try to focus on breathing and visualizations and letting go in order to allow your body to do what it needs to do. In between the first and second stage of labor, there is a stage called transition. So this is when our neocortex in our brain switches on again and we get a release of adrenaline and we get this release of adrenaline to help us kind of get ready to meet our baby, to help us during our second stage. So Sometimes during this time, during this transition, everything stops and our body rests. And this can last up to an hour um, or maybe even longer sometimes. And they call it the rest and be thankful stage. So meaning basically just rest and make the most of the rest. Gather your energy in preparation for stage two. It's also quite common for people during this time to feel like they can't do it any longer. Um, you hear people saying, I can't do it, I want to go home, I don't want to have a baby anymore. Um, and this is common, and it means that you're kind of nearing to this second stage. And that is because we have this sudden burst of adrenaline. So it switches our brains on, it gets us thinking again, and we decide with our thinking brain that we cannot do it anymore. So that is why a lot of people kind of feel that during that transition stage. It's usually actually a good sign because it means your baby's about to be born. 
So the second stage of labor, also called the pushing stage, as I've already mentioned, or in hypnobirthing, we call it the down stage sometimes. This is when your body is fully dilated and open, ready for baby to descend and be born into the world. You may be familiar with how TV and films portray this stage of labor. So typically the birthing person on their back, chin on chest, screaming, shouting at everyone in the room, sweating and looking like they are in a lot of pain. This stage doesn't have to be that way. There is evidence that shows people in comas have given birth vaginally, meaning we don't actually have to do anything to push our babies out. Our body has what is called the fetal ejection reflex, and I have talked about this on the podcast before. It will eject your baby on its own, much in the same way that our body ejects waste from it. Um, It does it on its own. We don't need to help it. If we ever need to be sick, we don't stop and think about what position to get into or how best to help it along. Our body is going to do it no matter what we do, and it works in the very same way when your baby is being born. What does help the process is staying upright, forward and open, um, or UFO, if you can remember it easily like that. If we lay on our backs, as we see so often, in fact, not even so often, pretty much 100% of the time on TV and on programs like One Point Every Minute and in films, it makes it harder for baby to come out as it's working against gravity. If we are upright, leaning over the bed on all fours, leaning on a birthing ball, we are working with gravity. And also, as mentioned, our body will push on its own. So we really don't need to do anything. All we need to do is stay relaxed, focused and breathe our baby out. Once baby is here and out in the world, our body then goes into the third and final stage of labor. This is when we birth our placenta. So there are two different ways you can birth your placenta. The first is naturally, meaning you wait for your body to birth it on its own. It's important if you decide to do it naturally to keep the environment the same as when you were birthing your baby, as you still need to be releasing oxytocin, um, which by the way, you will be anyway, loads after you have your baby having a baby is one of the peak times when you release the most oxytocin you will ever release in your life. So you will release lots of it, but it obviously just helps benefit birthing your placenta as well. You may also need to be active for a natural third stage, meaning moving around, kind of similar as to how you have been active during labor, um, but it will just help to birth your placenta. A managed third stage is when you get an injection in order to encourage your placenta out. So if you opt for this option, you don't need to do too much. Your midwife will push on your tummy in order to help your placenta out. If you do decide on a natural stage, but feel like it's taking too long, you can always change your mind and ask for the injection at any time. There are obviously pros and cons of both. So please do your own research into what they are and decide for yourselves what suits you best. So the golden hour isn't a specific stage, but it is a really, really important time in the birth of your baby. And it is the first hour after they've been born. 
It's a time for bonding. It's a time for establishing breast or chest feeding if that is something that you want to do. And it's basically just a time to wrap yourselves in your little newborn love bubble. It's a really lovely time. It's also just really important to keep the environment calm and relaxed during that stage as well so that the environment is nice so that you can release lots of lovely oxytocin and fall in love with your baby as I'm sure you will do. So that is a very rough quick guide to the different stages of labor. On a hypnobirthing course, you will learn about them in more detail, but I do hope that that has given you an idea of what to expect and how you can use hypnobirthing to help with each of those stages. So thank you so much for listening. I will be back in two weeks with another episode. So until then, goodbye.